American football facts. The American football is known as the pigskin or freedom egg. Legend has it that after defeating the British in 1776, George Washington's wife, the Statue of Liberty, laid the first football at Gettysburg, thus beginning the game we know and love today. Welcome back to week three of Helmets. Uh, this is Jacob and James's British NF- British NFL podcast. British, British NFL week, podcast. Yeah, the week when the NFL comes to... Uh, Comes to London. Sure. Are we going to the NFL? No, because we're poor. But um, if this podcast is successful, we'll get a little Patreon. And then you fucking goblins, you can pay us to go to the NFL. I'm also not going to the NFL because I'm running the London Marathon on Sunday. So that should probably... A little, oh, no. little jog in the morning, so that'll be fun. Uh, but it also means that, like, I'll get to see all those people on the on the uh, on the train going ready to the game. I'm thinking about going to the. There's like an event on South Bank. I might go first thing on Saturday morning just to see if they've got an NFL shop. Uh, oh yeah, they I'll, do normally, don't they? They have, and you yeah, can see so, like the Super Bowl, the trophy, and stuff like that. It's very nice. Um, yeah. For people who don't know, um, the NFL, you know, the, it's 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 kind of an, it's an annual pilgrimage. They actually come like two or three times a year to London now. Um, the official London home team is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who we'll talk about later. I cannot think of a less Londony place than Jacksonville in Florida. Jacksonville, yeah. But it's it's Most like people a, from Jacksonville probably haven't ever le- really left Jacksonville. No, uh, <laughs> it's just a very like it's a properly like warm Southern Florida town. Very small place to have an NFL team, uh, but it is o- owned um, by the same owner of Fulham Football Club. It's very odd set up um jacksonville are uh, have a, the very londony turk have a very pleasing and very londony turquoise color which again does yeah. not suit the city and officially they are our home team and such so bad are the fans of jacksonville and i do you know what? i'm insulting them here because it's not even true like they're, they're they're so um so regularly just beaten down by the nfl the fans of Jacksonville that they have to give up, I think two of their, their home games to, for them to come play competitive matches in London. And the thing with that is you only get like 17 home games. So, um, the problem is, the problem is with like, with Florida, particularly North Florida. Mm. I mean, it's less so because like South Florida and like, when you get into like you know, Tampa's obviously, cause they're very successful at the moment, but like Miami has the dolphins obviously. And, um, but for many years, even in Miami, right, the, the college team, like University of Miami, was as big, uh, if not bigger, than the NFL team because they were so shit. Yes. Tampa, middle of the country, you know, fair play. They're middle of the, the, the state. Once you get up to the, to the north, you get up to that real bit. That, that's, that, that's a very real country up there. Yeah, Gainesville and Tallahassee, you know, you've got Florida State and you've got the Florida Gators, huge juggernauts of the college game. You know, there's not a huge amount going for Jacksonville apart from, uh, you know, Limp Biscuit, and uh, that's it, <laughs> really. Stuff. Um, yeah, but the um, so that's. I mean, I went to I went to Gainesville, Florida, for a festival once, and um, mm. I went to a uh, went to a, a what's it that, uh, a Waffle House with another English guy at a punk festival, and they were so confused to see somebody from a different country. Uh, that it was like we were aliens in this Waffle House in the middle of Gainesville. It was, uh, yeah, it was, you, it was amazing. That bit of, you sure speak real English real good for a foreign man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
they were like bringing people over it's just like hey check out these guys it's like yeah it was pretty cool but yeah florida's a weird place interesting I had that, um, I had that like a friend of mine had that to an extent in uh mississippi like so he arrived in mississippi um flew in from georgia right arrived in mississippi and the he got a taxi to this person's house he's going to stay in and the taxi like rang her daughter and just like made him talk down the phone. She's like, I got a British guy in the cab. Can you just like talk to my daughter for like 20 minutes? <laughs> so, That's insane. Um, I do in the apologies to any podcast listeners. Um, if there's a bit of background noise, uh, I will attempt to remove it in the edit. I'm just unfortunately having to record from a slightly less silent booth than I'd hoped. Um, so we... Yes, we the the NFL is coming to London. It's a cool experience as well. Like everyone in because um because the NFL like liking American football is such a kind of it's a sort of hobby you you kind of get into in like little drips and drabs, you know, ones and twos of you. And there's a step two from going from like watching the Super Bowl occasionally, you know, doing your little American party, cooking up some food to actually like following a team. And as a result, uh people just kind of acquire teams, just sort of like just the, the teams sort of drift through the UK and sort of prize off like British people as fans, sort of flotsam and jetsam, and you kind of hang on to them. So everyone in Britain just kind of turn, turns up to these games in their team jersey, and they're all like really different to each other. Um, I do think I'm t- after a few years, I do actually think that this, even though I was sort of laughing at them a bit, like I do actually think that Jags have done enough to like start picking up like a sizable home fan base though i've like when when they first did the nfl london games i'm pretty certain like no one cared about the jags and now there is actually a fair amount of like uk jacksonville fandom yeah definitely no absolutely i think it's part of the it's all part of the international series games now the jacksonville fans um because i i mean last time i I went to a game last season I uh, went to um, the My Dolphins. My name's Cliff. I'm from Derby <laughs> yeah. and Jacksonville till I die. It's just a very funny concept to me. <laughs> we were in a, we were in a bar, one of the pubs in Tottenham, and um, it was on like a roof terrace. And there was a bunch of, I was like, a, I think a, a family plus friends of the, what I would guess to be college age kids, mm. were all drinking in this pub, and they were all like, it was, it was a big, it was a big kind of international feel because they had obviously come over for the game. Uh, uh, they made a little trip of it to go to, go to you know North London to Tottenham to see uh, the, the, the wonderful sights, and they were having a great time. They were drinking those beers, and there was some German dudes who come over because like Germ- big big uh, following in Germany. Obviously, you got things like you know the NFL Europe from back in the like 90s was big in Germany as well. And it is, it is a really cool thing. And the Jacksonville fans who were there to, to follow the team were like so hyped that their team, that I think they have a good sense of humor about themselves. Mm. Their team that they really like is followed so strongly in London. And then what happens in London, you know, the games, that, what the, the, the best thing that they've done with the international series is have the games kick off in the afternoon now because mm. Not only is it good for the American market, because if you're a fan of if you're a fan of football and you're Sunday, you get to watch an extra game. You get to watch it for breakfast. Yeah, they, they sell it that way, don't they? They over there, they're like, yeah. you know, have football with your breakfast. But what's um, even better about it over here for us is like, you know, when you go to see a game at Wembley Stadium or like Tottenham, obviously, and I, I never went to Twickenham, but like I've been to Spurs and I've been to uh, Wembley. That 6 p.m. kickoff is like. Oh, you're deep into the weekend scaries. You're like looking at your watch 
like the third quarter, you're like, oh man, it's going to take me uh, an hour to get to, if that, like plus to get to um, Wembley Central, uh, what, what is it, Wembley Park Tube. Yeah, if it's but overtime, yeah. like you're fucked, it's Sunday, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> put, it at th- put it at three o'clock, put it, you know, put it in the afternoon, yeah. get to the pub early, have, have some beers. It, it's, it's a really good move. Also, it kicks off during the day, so it's got a bit more of, um, uh, you know, that Sunday afternoon aesthetic rather than like a Sunday night game that's actually an yeah. afternoon game. So it's all part. It's all part of the. Um, it's all part of the feeling. And you know, th- there's two interesting teams that like. We were, I was gonna. I was hoping the Vikings would be a little bit better. They haven't really found their feet. They're two at one though. They're two at one. This this is so that for the for the um for the non for the casuals listening, this is an interesting t- time of the season because the first three or four games, there's going to be teams that ostensibly have the same record that we just don't tr- like there's teams that you have a that have a winning record you trust and teams that have a winning record you don't trust and the vikings are a don't trust yeah i'd say i mean and they the uh the mariota led um no it's not mariota i i get confused i don't know what james winston and mariota are like linked in my brain forever um it's a uh, Kirk Cousins is the Vikings QB. No, I was talking about the Saints QB. Oh, right. No, yeah, yeah. I'm going to edit this one out. Uh, that's that's <laughs> no, we, Winston. No, we yeah, like, I'm going to let you, I'm gonna yeah, let you look real stupid. Anyway. <laughs> Google, I, I always get those. So, yeah, they're, they're playing They're playing all right. Oh, Andy Dalton is the is the, is the backup. That's that's funny. Um, I'm glad he still has a job. He's a very powerful ginger man. The um, Yeah, it's... Uh, they're like both teams are unbeaten in, in the UK, which is pretty cool. But they're both completely different than the teams that played in the UK before. You're looking back, like the first time the Saints played, I think it was 2008. They played at Wembley and they won. That's like peak Drew Brees era. Like they were just an absolutely violent, like throwing powerhouse in that time. So I don't know. I think it's a cool game to watch. The, the other good thing is, I mean, if the Saints, Saints are playing as the home team, uh the, the crowd don't need to learn any new songs being from Spurs. We can they can sing Spurs and Saints go marching in. It'll be uh for good answer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a nice little thing. The thing like what I would really like to see from the NFL games, right, in London is that the is uh, A for it to sort of to for the NFL Jaguars fandom to become to develop a sort of violent Jack Jacksonville firm. Uh <laughs> Or at the very minimum, develop some proper like football style songs like "Fucking I'm oh, Jacksonville yeah. Till I Die." I'm Jacksonville Till I Die. Doesn't really go Jacksonville. I'm ja- I'm a Jaguar till I die, but we'd say it Jaguar. Jaguar so that's that's another that's another reason why it's a weird home team for the UK. We don't even say the fucking name of it correct the same. Yeah, because <laughs> it's the Jaguars, so isn't it? it we're, we're just Who like, no, nah, mate, it's Jaguars, mate. Just uh, just it call it. Just get it. Get Just uh. Big Jags, Big Jags, Jake. I don't think I could be a Jacksonville fan, man. I don't, I like I don't think jersey. I could take it. I like, the, I like the styling of it. I like how they've they've rolled the dice on so many different logos and, and like team brands that, uh, that, yeah, fine. They had that weird melted Rolo helmet that was from a few years ago. Like that was terrible. They've had some exciting players and they've had some funny teams, they? but they've always been yeah. that like, yeah, you know, it's the Jacksonville Jags. They came into the league. They're an expansion team, obviously. And it's like, all right, well, now they just exist. They're just part of the part of the, and they didn't even have like loads all of that with loads of the other kind of expansion teams. Uh, that like one run, yeah. I don't yeah. think they've ever even been to they've a been, Super Bowl. They've been Everyone nearly else has good. at least been to one. 
Yeah. They've been nearly good a couple of times and they've had some exciting players uh, and they're getting exciting again now, but we'll come on to that later. You know, the important thing is though, you know, treat yourself, um, treat yourself this weekend, stick the NFL game on it. It should be a good one. You know, just think that and think, think over, think about watching it and then think about all the nice Americans having there, but like that one guy from the fucking Florida Waffle House tucking and just telling all his friends how he's met an English guy once and yeah, enjoy yeah. yourself. That's exactly um, it. So, uh, James, I wanted to briefly yes. interview you. Uh, okay. And the reason is, right, so it, I'm going to just uh, – the NFL has been doing a bit of a drive to get people from the UK into it, right? And I looked at one of their ads, and <laughs> I'm going to read you some of the comments below it. And they are pretty much all of the – I'm not into rugby, two likes – laugh face it's rugby <laughs> for whims says wayne uh certainly oh, yeah. isn't football uh well that's true uh Thanks. good job this isn't on the oh yeah okay that also there were quite a lot of i'm not gonna lie to you racist comments uh on ah, not surprised. yeah good old britain way but uh one <laughs> uh one of the comments was is that prince on st- uh on roids which i thought was quite funny um yeah fair enough Helmets and pads. Do they even get given? Do they get given crayons to play with at halftime too? Another guy, also called Wayne. Um, I'd rather guide my dad into my mum. I'd rather <laughs> rip my toenails. Um, uh, the reason I mention these right is because it it's just not a usual sport to get into, and I think that like English people especially have a very firstly. Uh, we've, we talked about this in the first episode, but it's not rugby with pads and no, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Basically. Um, however, um, it is kind of, uh, I think that most people who get into it do it one of two ways. Right. Um, and I think you might be the second one. Either they like watch the Super Bowl and they're nerds. Yeah. Cause there's a lot, it's got like for a, and because we don't deal, we don't have like American high school culture or whatever here. Like at the end of the day, if I went to school in America, I probably think football players were cunts, right? But I don't, I did. Yeah, maybe. So uh, maybe, I don't even know. Uh, to be honest. I've... Well, it's interesting you say that. Like I was been, in, I was in a fantasy league with some Americans, one, one really good friend of mine and then his yeah. mates who were all Americans, but I'd never met them in person. I've only ever chatted to them on a Facebook chat. So that, for, for a good few years, I don't do fancy NFL anymore because it just did my head in. I've already talked about that. It was too, it was too intense. And I got to ask them all the questions about like, hey, I see the TV shows with like, you know, the jocks and the fucking nerds mm-hmm. or whatever. How much of this is real and how much of it isn't real? And they were like, ah, most of it's not real. Uh, and I was like, do people walk around with jackets with the letter of the school? And they're like, yeah, kind of. But it's like, you don't wear the jacket all the time. It's just something like some guy got a jacket because he, he like, did a one wrestling meet or whatever like yeah it's, yeah it's not but like i like to think that it's it is as we see it on television but that's the other thing that i said i think in the first episode which is when you see when you go to see american football in person and when you kind of get into it as a sport you kind of realize that like it's just something that americans like yeah you know also, and it's actually quite uh, a pure thing to like because like, there's lots of lots of negatives particularly recently with the, the american system yes but like just at the end of the day liking football is just it's just something that's quite nice. Just nice, isn't it? Also, the other thing yeah. about school stuff is we're both 30 years old. So it's, oh, yeah. it's, well, it's yes. doesn't I'm really matter anymore. <laughs> but um, I think, like, um, it's, I, I, 
I think the Le- the Letterman jacket thing is just like so. My I went to one of them schools that does, that does a thing called colors, where you get like our school colors if you like are good at a particular thing. So like a load of the rugby yeah, guys had like rugby colors or like uh, there were like but there was colors for like basketball, music, things like that too. So I think that's pretty much the same in America, right? You get like a like school thing i'm sure in some schools yeah. it's very and also i'm sure the other thing is i'm pretty sure it like massive like high schools are in america are massive they're a bit more like big sick form colleges where you get like thousands of students there so like i don't think it's like a, i just i doubt it's like i i've been to a couple of american parties they do have red cups that's the that's yes, the main thing um, well, I, I, I've got, I got, I got drama colours, by the way. That's just, and oh, now yeah. I'm a stand-up comedian, so that's kind of, that's just, Hell a, yeah, just baby. Quite a natural progression there. But yeah, um, um, yeah. So no, anyway, I would delay. Ask the question. You got, I think I the answer is going to surprise because, you. Yeah, I think you got into it because you've been in America for a bit, and you've got some. You feel like part of American culture at some level. Is that true? Well, it isn't. It isn't because I am actually part of American culture because I am an American. No, hang on. What but, the fuck? But, but, no, 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 no. This yeah. is a British NFL. No, this is a British fucking. Yeah, no, I know it's a British, mate, British fucking... NFL podcast. It's a fucking. Foot, I can't. Some co- what rhymes with gridiron? I can't do it. We'll do, we'll come up with a Cockney rhyme. Byron. Byron. I don't know. Byron. Byron. Yeah, left twitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's an obscure player. Anyway, yeah. No. So I'm I'm a half American person. I was uh, I have dual citizenship. So I've been going to America for my whole life, obviously. I nearly tried to do maths there. I was like, yeah, my whole life. And my family is from uh, upstate New York, uh, so a place called Utica, New York, uh, and that's where my family is from. So, do you know why I know it, what Utica? Like, so, you, you know why I know what Utica? Uh, the, the the name Utica. It's from. Uh, is it because of that's where? Yeah, go on. <laughs> no, you, tell me, tell me why you think. That's where uh, Superintendent Chalmers is from in The Simpsons. That is correct, yes. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> that is why I know. It's, uh, I know. It's such well, a, my, it's such my a family's from Utica, and I like, oh, it's an Albany expression. Yeah. It's an Albany um, expression, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so I, I, I grew up uh, going back and forth to America. But right. much like is tradition in upstate New York, is my grandma and my family in general over the years would they would fly down and live in Miami in the winter. And then when I was growing up, as I was a young child, every other Christmas, uh, and then as I grew up, that would be every Thanksgiving, and fly out to Miami. So yes. I'd be in Miami for November. Uh, and this, so in the 90s, when I was like, when I was really small, and I was like, oh, this is cool, American football. Oh, this is, this is a very exciting sport. Who was a quarterback? It was Dan fucking Dan Marino. Marino, yes. And uh, everywhere you saw, every yeah, the greatest quarterback of all time. Everyone, everywhere I looked, you're, you're in Miami. It's number thirteen. It's this guy, it's Dan Marino. And then, um, so I started associating like American football, not with the cold and the winter, but with palm trees and being on the beach and 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 South Florida. Much mm. to the disappointment of my uncle, who is a lifelong die-hard season ticket holding buffalo bills fan <laughs> i mean uh, that's fine i'm sure he's having a good time at the moment though yeah so he sent me he sent me a message after the game he's like that was a good game i was like it was an interesting game to say the very least but yeah that's mm-hmm. so i support the miami dolphins because weirdly enough despite living in southwest london they are my local team uh, hell yeah so yeah um that's that's, that, that's fucking great man 
Uh, and so James is a Dolphins fan. Uh, the Dolphins are a, a really storied franchise in the NFL. Um, as they've had like they, of course, they had uh, Dan Marino, who's a sort of the quintessential NFL quarterback. Uh, Dan Marino's Dolphins really famously um, had the perfect season. They never lost. No, that wasn't um, him. That, that was, was Bob not? Greasy. Bob yeah, Greasy. so nineteen. So uh, Bob Greasy was in nineteen seventy two, and that was mm. a perfect season. Uh, yeah. And they won it again. They repeated it in seventy uh, three. So those those were the back to back Super Bowls. Oh yeah, of course. Dan um, Marino never won, did he? No. So that was what no. happened. So th- these this was like the a two season dynasty of just a very very good team under Don mm. Shula, the winning the winningest coach in history or whatever. He's a great. He's an absolute legend. Um, and then there was a bit of time, and they were like it all went kind of a bit weird. And then there was uh, a very famous NFL draft where Elway and Dan Marino were kind of both available. And it looked like it, it, there's a great documentary. I suggest just it's a 30 for 30 called Elway to Marino, which is basically the story of that NFL draft. Mm. As far as 30 for 30 goes, it's very deep. It's, it's like probably should just be an NFL fan to watch it. It's not exactly, uh, you know, it's not exactly the what like a, the fucking fast and furious movie it's very like and then they traded this trade to this guy to pick this dude very 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 dry but Mm. Miami Dolphins got Dan Marino he should have played his whole career in Pittsburgh where he went to college but fine get Dan Marino in 1983 Uh, best ever season by a rookie quarterback uh, set the single season passing record at the time which was 5,084 yards and 48 touchdowns which putting that into perspective to the today's game that is even still uh, absolutely bananas uh, amount of amount of yards to throw for. Guy was amazing, but at the same time, you're also playing against uh, a, a Jim Kelly led Bills team in the same division, and also the most dominant era of NFC football ever, which we've spoken about before, which was like the Cowboys, Forty uh, ers I mean, and this is when football started getting really big. But the other thing I want to talk about the Dolphins. I'll talk about this. Talk about that forever. Growing up being a Dolphins fan, you are inextricably linked to one thing and that is the film ace ventura pet detective and actually quite a lot of people support the miami dolphins because of the film ace ventura pet detective <laughs> because they watched american football they watched the film and they're like oh this is pretty cool this this finkel uh, laces out dan all that stuff and they're like oh i'll just support the miami dolphins they seem like a fun thing um also a dolphin is quite a silly mascot to have like the whole, everything about them is very Miami. Their colors, their kind yes. of attitude. And um, that's what makes them a very special team. I don't, you, nobody would associate football with a dolphin. The, yeah. The, uh, the nicest animal in the whole sea. And they're kind of a plate where uh, they do a lot of rapes. But they do. The um the, the the miami like the, the dolphins are like you would expect an american football team to name it so in fact in the film any given sunday um there's a fictional other league that go that, and so which is a competitor to the nfl but just as big and the team is called the miami sharks and they're all they're all like their uniforms like all black and white and it's got very like and it's very like Arr! you know and that's kind of that's kind of seen as like a much more like that's something that you like expect more, you know, dolphins, it's just kind of fun and they play and they, you know, they bounce around. And yeah, like I said, like the, the, the uniforms are fun. They've got sort of aquamarine. It's kind of a, you know, it's bright. It's, it's, it's joyous. And then they play, 
they play in a division with the Jets, who are just like just like open scumbags and like their fans yeah. are just fucking horrendous people who like hate their own team. Um, then yeah. they have the, and the jets are not very good at the moment when they're good. They always win in kind of scummy ways. Just um, the bills, which is just this like hard nosed, like again, whatever variation, some teams just kind of have vibes, like whatever variation of them, whether they're good or bad, the bills are this kind of hard nose, like fuck you up kind of style of football. They play in like the freezing cold. From. Yeah, exactly. That is Buffalo yeah. man. Upstate New York. They play in the freezing cold. Like there's nothing, yeah. nothing comes out of Buffalo except like true crime and like, and like snow that's it right and then um, and, uh, and and buffalo wings of course the greatest food known to humans yes of course yeah that, that's and then, the best thing <laughs> the best thing to come out of buffalo is the wings and, and, then, and then finally jim kelly yeah and then finally the new england patriots who are the single most dislikable team are who are not the cat. No, the Cowboys are more dislikable. The but the Patriots are the single most winning, consistently winning team. They're having a down year at the moment. That does not mean they will not be back in the next year or two. No, the, they are. The thing is about them. They were bollocks. They were bollocks before. Like they had a, they struggled with, um, I think it was Drew Bledsoe before, before they got this kid 199th pick overall. Yeah, and they gave him a shot, and it turns out it was it was Tom fucking Brady. Yeah. But did you hear the news today that Belichick was like, "Hey, uh, I kind of like the look of this kid, uh, Lamar Jackson." Um, I've so, heard this news, and I'm ignoring it. Uh, just gonna, yeah, fair enough. I mean, Kraft, Robert Kraft. Will, I mean, he'll pay the money to get him to come. I mean, the thing, they already tried. I, it was quite funny the the uh, the Cam Newton experiment they did. Mm. Um, which didn't seem to didn't really obviously work. I always liked Cam Newton. I think he's great, and it's a shame he he made it to that Super Bowl and never, never made it, never won it. But like, yeah, um, that was that was some interesting news. But yeah, the Patriots, the Bills, the, they always like everyone likes to have a go at Miami uh, because it's such a city place, really, to play American football. Because Miami is it's like heaven and hell are the same place. It's so there's so much like beauty and like lovely white sandy beaches but also just like this miami vice underbelly of sleaze that's always there's it, all great cities in the world have to have an edge to them and miami has the fucking wildest edge in it like just the home of the like cocaine cowboys but at the same time a retirement home for for, for the old people of, of of america white sandy beaches and then just like loads and loads of cocaine everywhere it's, that's it it's like it's, 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 it's spring just, it's spring breakers but like also mostly populated by like aging like very like very very aging american pensioners isn't it like that's yeah it. it's it's a it's a it's an incredible city that like i mean as far as i'm concerned i'm a, like weirdly enough a, a floridian i'm i'm i feel a, a very very close affinity and very close connection to miami it's the place i've been to in america more than anywhere else and I love the place. It's 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 truly wild to visit, and I can and it's why it's so popular. And it's and it's so interesting. People go there, and it's like people I know will go to Miami and just have a completely different experience than my experience of Miami as a city. And um, yeah, people go there. They'll stop off on the way on a cruise, and they'll just see the cruise port, and they're like, "Oh, what's going on here?" Or they'll just go to like South Beach, and they won't see anything else that's going on in all these places. Even I've barely seen half of the city, like half of the rest of it, but. Um, uh then there's miami gardens and there's there's uh the the old the stadium hard rock stadium or joe robbie stadium as it used to be called it's in the middle of uh 
quite a you know deprived part of a, of a problem part of the city uh, but then on game day it just becomes this like you know center where it's everyone always says this about sports so it is a cliche but really in a place like miami the football is a great leveler you know particularly a, a city that has such extremes of poverty and wealth at the same time um it's a fascinating place i love it also it's like you know the, on a bad day it's 82 degrees in like it's beautiful like it's hot i think that's like 28 in english money so um Yes, cool. So the other thing about Miami, which is cool, which we saw at the weekend, is it's hot as fuck in uh, the early part of the season. Uh, it's one of the great um, home field advantages, they say. It's just as good as the cold. Uh, I don't know if that's true personally, because, I mean, who doesn't want to be outside? But the Dolphins had an old stadium back in the day called uh, the Orange Bowl, which was just a real nightmare place for people to go. The new one mm. never really had the same vibe. But what they've done now is... The, the current stadium the Dolphins are in, they put a roof on it uh, to help cover the, uh, the crowd from the heat because it's insanely hot. Like, I mean, it was like 100 degrees on uh, uh, turf level at the, the weekend. Um, but what they did is, the, what, that ha- what that does is it kind of, it blocks quite a lot of the wind. So there's no wind, there's no cooling from the wind. And what they also did is they positioned the sidelines so that the, visiting team has to be bang in the middle of the sun so it was unbearable for these like you know six six three hundred pound dudes to have to be in full gear playing playing football and what that meant during this game the highlight of the week obviously for me is the dolphins beating the bills this, this team everyone loves buffalo bills the best team ever made they're gonna go they there was talk that they could go perfect season and all that stuff and what do they do they come to miami and it's a little bit warm a uh, bunch of people got like terrible cramps, loads of really weird injuries. The Dolphins injury list uh, ahead of the, 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 the short week. They're playing against the Bengals um, on Thursday. Um, it was a back, it was an unbelievable game of really crazy stuff happening. And what, what you could see happen was the Dolphins slowly just getting momentum. We talked about momentum last week and its importance. There was moments in that game where you're like, oh, the Bills are definitely going to win this. And they're like, actually, the, the Bills might not win this. And then all of a sudden, they fucking lost. And I was shouting at my television about this thing that the Dolphins are doing, uh, which I think we did talk about previously, which mm. is this insane amount of blitzes they do. And this blitz package they're doing called, I think they're calling it Cover Zero. And what that basically means is there's no people covering any kind of deep shot. They basically send everyone. They're betting the farm. And if they get you, they get you. And if they don't, you're probably going to score. And the Bills hit the Dolphins for this, this play, I think, twice uh, to get good yardage. And one of them was for, was for a touchdown. And we were just sending guys every time. And then they were just getting, they got a walk-in, like, really quick completion. And I'm like, fuck's sake, why did they run the cover zero there? That's a stupid play to run. End of the game, same similar, similar position for the Bills. And it would have been a touchdown to take the lead with less than a minute, no timeouts left. And what does Josh Allen do? He fucks it up. Had a guy clear. Wasn't the easiest throw in the world, but it was for him. He's supposed to be the next great thing. Fucking throws it into the middle of the turf. Dolphins get the ball back uh, and then charge down, touchdown, next one. They they win the game. Um, And I think it's now time that people, uh, they're coming around. They respect Tua for one. He's a good quarterback and he's proved it. He threw... um, 
uh, huge, 40, this was third, this was in the game. I can't remember what, I think it was towards the end of the game. Third down and 22. Crazy enough as it is. But they, they dial up a fucking huge uh, a post route, which is when the outside guy runs towards the post. So it's like a diagonal. And if you hit that, if you call that play, I think it was a post option, which meant the guy had a, the receiver who was Waddle had a choice, which is streak down the pitch in a straight line, go towards the post in the middle. And when that happens, this is kind of one of the only pieces of, of uh, NFL strategy that I understand. If they're in a cover two... <laughs> we're, we're great been, people to do a fucking podcast in the NFL, which is like, yeah. yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but it looks good. <laughs> this is 100% because of Madden as well. I know this yeah, is right. Madden because I've been playing this play called the 689 hook on Madden since Madden ni- uh, 98. Basically, if, they've got, if they're in cover two, which is two deep-lying safeties, hit the middle of the field. If they've got three, three guys covering deep, that means there's a guy standing in the middle of the field. Don't throw it to the middle of the field because it will get intercepted. And Tua dropped a 45-yard bomb perfectly into the hands of Jalen Waddle to set up a touchdown. Now, that is not only is it a clutch play, it showed that he's got a huge arm and he's deadly accurate. And I think it's time people respect Tua a little bit more. That's now three wins. You're beating the best team in the, in the country that everyone's saying is going to win the whole thing. I think it's saying up for the, the uh, you know, it's early to tell. We'll see what happens on Thursday. Uh, but I think the Dolphins are good. The Dolphins' defense is really good. We, let, we, we, we kept Josh Allen and Diggs to um, uh, 19 points. They, Diggs, this is how good Bills are. They, they didn't obviously win, fine. But this is how good they are when it comes to this game. Everyone's thinking like, this is this, we've spoken about it as well. Diggs and Allen, fantastic pairing, great pair. I think Allen ended up targeting like 10 different receivers in, across the game almost equally. So what that tells me is the Dolphins basically shut Diggs out of the game. I think he still, he still played really well. But if you force a player to spread out the ball a little bit more, you force the player into making a few mistakes, you get into a situation where it's forced down, they've got to throw for a touchdown, they miss it. That's it. That's the game. And then uh, we also got the butt, the butt punt, which was hilarious, uh, where Dolphins punting from the back of the end zone. Punter kicks it into his personal protector. And uh, it's hilarious. And it would have been really embarrassing if the Dolphins had lost, but they didn't. I think they called it up that way and it was a safety on purpose, but that's just a conspiracy theory. <laughs> and, uh, I'm hyped. The Dolphins are perfect. And uh, it's now, uh, we're going to be into October and the Dolphins won't have, uh, have lost again. Oh, wait, no, not quite. Tuesday, Wednesday. Ah, Big game on Thursday against the uh, the Bengals, who I think have a bit of a um, bit of spark back in them. Um, uh, I, don't think, like... I, don't, I don't think it's an easy game. Uh, I think uh, the Bengals. Are, I think if anything, when you look at the so you're looking at the, 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 the Dolphins' schedule, I think the Bengals is a trap game because the Bengals haven't played that well. They played fine this weekend. Like they got the win, and I knew they were going to get it. They played fine, but. They're not like still not great. Like they're still not really developed. They're still not really producing much running game, anything like that. Um, like their their QB still not looking great. But it's like I think I think this Sunday is a this or no, it's on Thursday night, isn't it? It's a trap game. Um, but then Dolphins have Jets, Vikings, Steelers, Lions, Bears. The Dolphins have a you know whisper it favorable schedule. Yeah, I know. I mean, but the thing is that I was going to I was going to bring this up, but like the Lions have the third rate, third highest score in offense, which is yeah. fucking crazy. 
but they fucking lost constantly. Obviously, and they lost. The line, they, they, but, that is... but they got plenty to play for. The, the thing is, what what this is going to do for the for the um, for the attitude of the Dolphins is, you, oh, you beat you beat this team. You beat the team who's got this, this unstoppable offense. And like even even their running game, like I, I don't think Singletary became a. Uh, basically a receiver they had to essentially give up the running game because the dolphins were just too quick on that cover zero blitz package yeah. which i think is cool but like um it's um it's very exciting to be a dolphins fan i i think the bills are you know they'll be fine with it you know uh, yeah, lose games. They'll, they'll just be like well we'll see you like you you see that they're in the same division as you so you're going to see them again soon anyway like they'll just be like cool we'll see you again you know i mean potentially like i think like for somebody, uh, Dolphins schedule right. So I think the game's really late in the season. Um, yeah. So I think potentially it's oh, it's not that late. So it's the f- fourth week, 18th of December. So there's three more games after that. Mm. If the Dolphins maintain a certain, they keep a little bit of uh, momentum, they don't drop some stupid losses. Mm. Same thing with the Bills. The problem is, it's no. It could technically be over for for, for one of those teams. It could already yeah. they could already be fielding like half strength teams for the playoffs. And yeah, yeah, but you know, it, you want to be you want that AFC East title. Like I don't care if it doesn't mean anything. I want it because there's only been once mm. <laughs> really that the Dolphins have won it in the last twenty fucking years. I the, um, um, sorry, Karen. No, that's 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 all I was going to say. The thing is, the Bills have that home field advantage. Middle of December. That's, oh, yeah. that's horrible. And then <laughs> you talk like, about yeah. like, then you talk about like the other thing that, I mean, I don't care. There's, it, it's worth getting swept up in these kind of things because it doesn't happen a lot for Dolphins fans. Let's talk fucking playoffs. Do you want to play the Bills in January? Do you want to play the Bills in February? No, that's uh, the worst place to play them. And if you, if it does come down, if the Bills do go on a tear, the Dolphins do what needs to be done but still get to the playoffs, a couple of playoffs wins, you meet the Bills, but you have to play them in, in um, in Orchard Park, New York, it's yes, yeah, that's horrible. That's and horrible. I, I think they, it's a horrible game. And and horrible game, yeah. But that's that's it. So that's all that needs to be said about the Dolphins. To be honest, they were they're really really good. Um, they were very exciting, and um, it's it's a very exciting time to be a um, uh, a fan of the Miami Dolphins after many years of it not being very much fun. Yeah. So let's we, we don't actually have a huge amount of time left. So let's very quickly run through what else happened this week. Now, there was a big win from the other team, the London home team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who've gone on a two win streak. And they've yeah. looked they look good. This this week yes. they look good. Like their um their 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 exciting QB, Trevor Lawrence, who last year was a sort of much ballyhooed number one pick, and he was seen as this sort of generational talent, and then he went to the Jags and everyone was goes, Oh fuck, he's gonna be ruined by them. And you know what? Season one, it wasn't good. He's had um he to be honest with you, he's not like he's not shown any fireworks, but the Jags he's been allowed to get more confident. By yeah. the fact that the, the Jags they did like I was watching I watched um I watched the full highlights um so like uh, the the sort of longer highlights the Jags have got a, a good running game going and their defenders are absolutely fucking 
yeah, unreal this year. There's a really good football team there. And two, uh, 262 for, and three touchdowns and zero interceptions. That is a very, very, very good day for a quarterback. And if you just keep that interception number zero and you don't turn the ball over, you, that's, that's fantastic. And the running game, looking at the stats here, they had three different players uh, receive, oh, sorry, three different receivers running in, uh, getting touchdowns and then one running back. Uh, James Robinson. Yeah, he ran a 50 yards. yarder. One, yeah, one, was, I mean, one was a TD and it's 50 yards. Great. That's amazing. Um, oh, I was going to bring this up, right? So they got a, they got a running back called uh, Travis Etney. Yeah. Um, a 10, I can't pronounce it. He plays with the number one on his jersey and I don't think that's okay. Um, so in the NFL, recently there was this rule that they, they brought in which says anyone can wear whatever number they want. And that's, I don't really understand why. I think maybe there's too many retired numbers or people weren't like distributing numbers properly. And I think this is ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a massive believer that your number dictates your position. So skill players, quarterbacks, you know, one to 10 to 15, almost up to 20. Same thing with your first choice receivers, but then receivers are also uh, upper, upper 80s. 90s, you're talking uh, defensive linemen. Um, 70s offensive linemen, you know, running backs, late 20s, 30s, that kind of thing, defensive backs, 20s, uh, and linebackers are like 50s. I mean, it's, it's not a hard and fast rule, but what's really annoying is you see like out, like outside linemen with number eights on their jersey and stuff like it's like, how do you, how, how's, how are you supposed to know who's playing where? It's ridiculous. And I don't think a running back should have number one on his shirt. Uh, I don't think a receiver should have number one on his shirt. Uh, I don't even think a quarterback should have number one on his shirt. Number one is a punter's number, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, <laughs> so it's the only thing they get, so, man. It's all they get. It's like the fucking yeah. number one dad mug, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. They just get, they get, they might as well, like, in a cartoon, get that zero jersey. But the, um, yeah. the thing is about, like, just to oh, fucking always loop back to the Dolphins, but Tua played with a 13 on his shirt in uh, college, and the Dolphins retired number 13 because that was, that was um, Dan Marino's number. And I think just let him wear it. Let him wear the thirteen. I think it would be fun if let's say, let's say next season he's. I think it might be passed now, but like, let the kid wear thirteen. Let us see the number thirteen on the on the uh, on the field again. The in the in baseball, uh, the New York Yankees are running out of numbers because they've retired too many. Like, like that, it's ridiculous. I think there's too much of that. So yeah, numbers they pissed me off this week. Uh, so that's that's I've said my piece about that. They need to sort it out. Get on it, Roger Goodell. You heard it here, that helmets. We don't like it. <laughs> right. So what so, else we got? What else are the highlights have we got? Um, we have, we've got a few. Uh, so we have a few the, this year. Uh, this year? No, no. Uh, the Colts won. I thought that was going to be a horrible ah. game. I thought they were going to get smoked. Yeah. They fucking won. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, that's, yes, you got Matty Iceman. Like, he's, uh, he's brilliant. And I think, uh, you know, you look at some of the, look at some of the plays that, um, Andy Reid was dialing up and you're like, cool. They kind of did it to themselves a little bit. And they, and it was very, very close, but it was a, a Chiefsy loss, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, they've only themselves to blame. And I think really with, this is the thing about Andy Reid. I think he's one of the great, one of the great coaches. But every single system he's made, I feel like he's lost because it's kind of like Icarus. He's flown too close to the sun with just built, building up mind-bending things. It's kind of like watching a really complicated um, 
uh, like Christopher Nolan film. It's like, yeah, it's aesthetically very pleasing, but is it good? Yeah. No, it turns out it's not. So this is a game good for the Colts. I don't see them winning many more games after this, but yeah, fair play. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's talk about then. Let's talk very briefly about another team, uh, another team that that play in green or green related. Uh, they're the gang green. <laughs> Um, similar to similar to others, there they play in a green relate thing, and they have also have a QB who has been about for a couple of seasons, but hasn't really, you know, no one's been like, oh yeah, like this guy's gonna be fucking. I don't know why I went very um, East London. This fucking little boy. That's the spirit uh, of the game. Yeah, that's the spirit. Uh, well, yeah, it's because I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Jacksonville Jaguars. Pro British, pro British Jacksonville Jaguars British fans don't like it. Don't like them. There's a door, mate. Don't like Jacksonville. Yeah. There's a fucking door. Um, they have another QB, uh, another QB, uh, Jalen Hurts. This is the only remain. No, it's not the only remaining three and O team. <laughs> Who else is three and O? The Miami fucking the Dolphins. Miami yeah. <laughs> fucking Dolphins. Um, yeah, the there there are only there are only two. Is that even true? Yeah, that is it. That's it. Uh, the last three. two. Yeah, they after, are the after Monday night. Yeah, the only other team was are, are, are the darlings of the league, the, the New York Giants, who tragically yeah. f- got their first loss against Cowboys. Yeah. So this is um, the, they are the only other three, uh, team with three, three wins. It is the Eagles. And I'm going to call this early doors as well. The Eagles are for real. Oh, yeah, definitely. The Eagles are good. And Jalen Hurts is good. He's definitely good. Like, I don't, like, he is definitely good. I've, yeah, he's I've, amazing. I watched the, again, I watched the full, like, the full, the long highlights that you get on the, the, the like, the NFL, that you get from the NFL, not the YouTube ones. And, like, he is definitely good. Like, the way he was moving around, the way he was sort of making people miss, the kind of way that he sort of is in command of that offense. You know, like, the, the, the plays that it's not a simple offense. I think, Maybe like what often happens is because football's quite a complicated game, right? Um, I think what often happens, and especially when you have a QB that's quite athletic, so what they'll do is they'll like start on quite simple to try and get get some confidence. But what that inevitably means is whilst they will win a few games, the playbooks are a bit more limited, so they do kind of get found out, um, especially come to like the big games, like playoff games, things like that. Um, and I think that, but this year, then he's not playing a, a simple playbook. Like they're, they're running a ton right. of different concepts, loads of different, they're moving people around, like they're using loads of screens, design runs, like disguises, like it's really, really like, and he's, he's com- in complete command of it. And he's, it's, they're good. Like I, 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 I think they could, they'll definitely, they'll, they'll obviously be a playoff team. I'd be st- oh, like it would take like it would take like serious injuries to like lots of their starters for them to not be. I'm just going to call it now. I don't give a shit. I'm having a lovely time. Uh, Dolphins versus Eagles Super Bowl. Why not? Why not call it now? Yeah, I'm why just going to call it now. So basically, what why you've not? got there why not is have you're going to take. You're, yeah, you're allowed the guys. To. So uh, you've got on the Dolphins, obviously you've got Tua and you've got Waddle, and on uh, for the Eagles you've got Hertz and you've got Smith, and both of those pairings played together in Alabama. And yeah. Under, yeah. under Nick Saban. Uh, and so, so it's basically two just already honed like, groups of players who, who can do things. So it's very cool that the Dolphins drafted the guy that Tua made his name with in, the, in college. I was looking up like this fucking Nick Saban, right? He was a Dolphins head coach um, in the like, uh, mid-2000s. His NFL record is 15 wins and 17 losses. 
That's terrible. His, his, his college coaching, 273 wins to 67 losses. Now, I don't, I don't understand American football enough or call the difference between college and NFL enough that you can be one of the greatest college co- yeah. coaches ever to fucking stand on the sidelines, but just be total dog shit in the NFL. <laughs> like, like, at least be that like a bit a good in the NFL. That happens yeah. a lot though, because like college head coaches will, they'll, they'll be like, it's, you know, it's like the Bill Belichick coaching tree as well. Like loads of them are just like complete shit. Like they fucking, they like would be like defensive coordinators of like the greatest D's ever under Belichick and then it'll just be like fucking dog shit and you're like how does that even happen but so um the Eagles I'm I'm gonna read you two very brief uh I'm gonna read you uh two brief stats number one that it's not just about Jalen Hurts the Eagles sacked Carson Wentz for Washington nine times in that game Jesus nine sacks that is fucking that is so, imagine being a QB and just getting smoked nine times. Like it's actually like QBs don't get tackled a huge amount, and there's a lot of, about the game that protects them. Just getting these huge dudes absolutely smoke them. Now, another thing, uh, Devonta Smith uh, re- had 116 or 69, 169 receiving yards. Ooh, that's um, a lot of your receiving yards. Yeah, which is the most by an eagle since Jeremy Macklin had in 100. We're in, and it is the um, yeah, it is the the only eagle with more yards uh, in Washington was Dan Looney, who had a hundred eighty yard game uh, in nineteen forty. That's such an American. They love they they love pulling that stuff up. They're like the only eagle who did, had this number of yards in this stadium was like Geoffrey McConaughey <laughs> in the for the yeah. Fighting Irish. And you're like, what are you talking? Anyway, um, absolutely unreal. Uh, nine sacks, um, and they are. Like they are uh, Graham, uh, who Graham, <laughs> Graham, my mate Graham uh, is uh, Graham. Eagles, uh, Brandon Graham. He's an Eagles player, thirty-four years old, uh, oldest Eagle in twenty-six years with two and a half sacks in that game. Fucking wow. great. Uh, they and so the in the last couple of games, uh, Eagles have held the Vikings to seven points, and then they held Washington to eight points. Like that is bloody good like that yeah. no bullshit especially in the modern day like that is bloody good that is a terrifyingly good d and that's i mean that, i think they, they did put up yards on them but that just suggests the d that just de- a defending group that just de- that, that bends a little but will not break and that is like they are they they're going to the playoffs they're a great team yeah cool uh that is yeah i'm excited for them um i uh, yeah imagine that Eagles versus Dolphins in the Super Bowl. Uh, you can't make it up. Um, I actually said that. Uh, that's on my list of things to talk about. We already talked about the Lions uh, being the third highest scoring offense. Um, let's talk about the Ravens because the Ravens, another day, another fucking insane day from Lamar Jackson, uh, just doing superhuman things. Another, another day. Another, hun- yeah. another hundred yards. Another day Superman does his Superman shit. Like, yeah. you, you know what's correct? Like, uh, we met, we spoke about this in the first episode, right? But the crazy thing about him is he just looked. It's honestly, to be honest with you, and again, like mate, this is this is all hot take stuff. We're all shouting it out. It's to me watching Lamar is a bit like watching guys like Messi and Ronaldo. Like, yeah, he just 
like there doesn't seem everyone on that field is like fucking run like the the, the top defensive backs and and receivers run as fast as fucking cheaters, right? Uh, and yet Lamar has this kind of he almost looks like he's like agile, like a cat, like he's so kind of smooth the way he moves. He and he accelerates so fast and he changes direct. He like he just looks like a sort of panther, like springing between yeah. these people. Like the, the and you can sell these guys. Some of these guys that he fucking makes miss. Like if you if you get a chance, anyone like go on YouTube and look up the spin move. Like just look at Lamar Jackson's highlights. It'll come up really quickly. It'll be one of the first ones. And he does the, he, he jumps out. Um, he jumps out on a sort of design, the play breaks down. He jumps out on a design run and does this kind of spin move. And you can like see the shock in these guys faces. Cause yeah. that's like, they've, they, those guys have not been beaten like that ever. Now, in fact, all of those guys will have been like all of those guys would have been the best athlete in their fucking like school, maybe even like county district area. All of those guys will have done the same shit to like other people when they were like nine. But ever since the game, but like where they just do a little stupid like spin and like spin past them, and everyone goes, "Oh my god!" But you can't. You're not supposed to be able to do that to like professional players. Well, I think like, the thing I saw in that big that big run that he did. Was he kind of walked through the line? Like he yeah. was like, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. like, shall I, shall I do this? Shall I just like, shall I just run as far as I, I, I could? And he takes yeah. two steps, and he like, oh, he's out of the pocket. He's like, yeah, I think I'll go. And then he went from kind of walking a little bit to being thirty yards down the field. And it, yeah, he's it so sudden. A, it, he's so yeah. sudden. That's that. His movements are so sudden, and they move so smoothly that you don't like. Some runners run with a real violence to them. You're almost like you know, like a charging bull. You can like see their legs churning. Yeah. Lamar like doesn't like he just he doesn't even seem to take that many steps. He's just fucking like, and then he's just like halfway down the field, and it's not like straight line speed. It's just like, uh, he's like, but and then his passing is unbelievable. Like this year, he's taken them. Like yeah, you know, he makes a couple of mistakes, but like his passing is really good. And this year, we've got some decent receivers. Uh, Mark Andrews is yeah. all. Mark Andrews is the tight end. Um, he's he's the Ravens' number one receiver. Um, he pl- who plays at tight end, um, mm. and he was always good. He's definitely better this year. Yes, I mean, what was he? He did. Um, he had uh, eighty-nine yards and two touchdowns. Which, yeah. if for an out-and-out receiver, that would have been a good day. For a tight end, that's absolutely brilliant. And one of them was a was a pretty insane like back of the end zone catch i think yeah like, like lamar's the, what's what's interesting about like the rate so the, lamar scored five touchdowns four passing one running that's amazing in anyone's books um yeah. he's done that consistently for three games now like um at least three touchdowns a game three like this week um this the, the the thing that's exciting about the like the thing that's not exciting about the Ravens is our defending is trash. But the thing that's exciting about yeah. the Ravens, which is by the way, a really counter to, counter to the Ravens' usual form. So that's we'll see. Um, what the thing that's exciting about the Ravens is that Lamar ha- genuinely has a couple of good pass catches this year. So Mark Andrews, then he's got um, two receivers called Rashad Bateman and Devin Duvernay, and like all three of them, you can kind of trust like. He does the they they they're um 
I've heard that Americans call these plays like it's me or no one, where basically yeah. if the defending tightens up and it's very easy to defend, the, it's quite easy to defend the pass in the red zone because you've got, a, which is the, the area immediate around the, the touchdown zone because it's like you've got reduced space. Um, so what they'll do is they'll put the ball over people in places where that are really hard to catch. But the point is that, that, that no one else can get to it. So it's like, it's a hard catch but it's not going to be intercepted. And you just put them into these places. And Lamar is putting the balls into these places and the receivers are getting them. So that's good. Yeah, I mean, uh, Bateman looked really good against the Dolphins. Um, yeah, he was a bit quiet but th- this game, but then that always happens to receivers. They get queued on, but we've got two others now. So Yeah, that's, that's exciting. It's a, they're definitely an exciting team. Uh, I mean, they're 37 <laughs> points against the Patriots. Like, I, don't, I don't really care what anyone says about you know, this isn't the Patriots. We, we know. I don't. I, I still think they are a very, very hard team to play against. Um, and that's, bad Patriots are a trap well. game. Bad Patriots yeah, exactly. are a trap game. Like bad, on a down year, the Patriots will always be a trap game. So also, the uh, Ravens have still got to play the Browns and the Browns twice and the Steelers twice. Yeah, and the we've got, twice. I mean, we've got Bills next week. That's going to be tough. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you know, I don't think it's the end of the world if it's if Ravens go to, uh, two and two week four. Like that's fine. Uh, same thing if the Dolphins lose uh, on Thursday. If three and one's not the end of the world with the with the schedule that's coming up, with the amount of injuries that the Dolphins have, uh, but the Bills have a lot of injuries as well. I think a lot. Both of those teams gave too much to the game really for a week three game. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. So I think the Ravens all the Ravens are playing the Bills at the right time, uh, which is immediately after none of them have any fluids left whatsoever from the game. Yep. Um, that's I, I didn't really have a huge amount more to talk about. The, the, the biggest, the game everyone was talking about, I, tr- I watched a little bit of the um, uh, Green Bay-Tampa uh, game. It was boring. Yeah, like, boring. Too, fuck you. Fuck you. Too. I actually think, like, looking back at it, right, I, I think any time these games, any time these, like, two greatest quarterbacks go up, to get up against each other, it's never any, it's never any good. Um, the, yeah, and then I, the, 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 the Giants lost like quite comfortably to uh, the Cowboys, who are also bad. Yeah. Cowboys um, killed quarterbacks like, by Cowboys quarterback by previous uh, previous yeah. winner of NFL name of the week. <laughs> yeah, but they also they also have to say though, Giants should play in their throwback jerseys, their jersey every single week. Like they look, oh, it great. looks great. Yeah, looks, um, um, so uh, you, you've got to get to a gig, right? How, so should we wrap yeah. up? Yeah, let's wrap up. So, because right, so, uh, we are comedians, remember that we are yeah, stand-up you do comedians. Have to do comedy. Just, I'm not you, doing comedy at the moment because yeah. of my uh, stupid long, long running race I'm doing on Sunday. So I'm trying uh, not to get COVID. But um, so, oh fuck, you're not allowed to say that on the internet, are you? Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah, I was going to say I didn't. I watched. Uh, yeah, I watched the Dolphins game on Sky, and then I watched the. Um, so I didn't see a lot of adverts this week, uh, but mm. I do have a fantastic NFL player name of the week uh, coming Let's in do it. Uh, second string left tackle for the Chargers. We have Storm Norton. Storm Norton. That is. Storm Norton. That is. <laughs> that takes it. One, you're a comic one. book character. You're a comic uh, book I, character. I thought about there were some other ones, but no, Storm Norton. Um, uh, you know, I reckon he's going into the every down, be like, "Here comes the storm," or like. Uh, you better update your PC because I'm bringing yeah. a virus because he's Norton. Um, we've, you know, like we've got time. We've got a long season to get through to, to guys like Equinemius, Tristan, Immotips, uh, oh, yeah, Junior, yeah, yeah. and Brown. But do you know what? That, he's not like, that's not, to me, that's not an NFL name. 
that it is like he's an nfl player's name you could be a jazz musician and have that name right yeah exactly storm norton you can only be an american football player i think that's and that's why storm norton takes the win thank you so much everyone for listening to helmets cool Um, thank you guys have a good gig uh we'll talk next week after the games see you later see you in a bit Bye. bye